This is Andy Purrell for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. And I'm delighted to be joined by Dave Caldwell over Zoom. Dave, um, I know you caught up with Rob last week, so I don't imagine there's much for us to speak about. But there's a big fight coming up this weekend um, between Daniel Dubois and Joe Joyce. But before we come on to that, how is life? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. I had a good, um, a good, well... A good few days in the gym since I've been back from the bubble. Um, Jordan Gill and, and uh, Lerone are looking very, very good right now. So uh, things are going well. Um, we had some bit of good news, didn't we, yesterday from, from uh, the government talking about some fans being allowed, gyms being back open. And, you know, um, it's, it's better, isn't it? it? It's better than where we were like a couple of weeks ago. So fingers crossed things keep progressing. We'll obviously come on to those uh, announcements in a little while, but just to kind of go straight into it, Daniel Dubois, Joe Joyce, Dave, it's a huge domestic fight, one which could lead to so many opportunities for either fighter, win or lose, it could open up a, a number of doors, but for the winner especially, break it down for me, Dave, how are you expecting the fight to play out? Mate, do you know what? I love this fight. I've been so excited about this fight. Um, do you know Big heavyweight clash between two Brits and you know two two massive massive fighters, big men, destructive men when they're in the ring. You know it's not really a, it's not really about skills and you know looking to outbox each other. You know these two are just going to be wanting to punch the shit out of each other basically. Um, this is exciting. You know I, I've been looking forward to it for for weeks. And night's fight week, I'm getting more and more into it as well. It's such a tough fight to call because from day one, soon as it announced, I just thought Dubois. Dubois smashes him. That's how I thought. And and the reason why I think that or thought that um, was because every fighter Joe Joyce's in those first couple of rounds, well, all the way through the fight, but the first few rounds especially, before he even gets his, his punches off as such, he gets nailed. And they don't get nailed like, you know, when you're getting touched with a couple of skimming shots. and stuff. He gets nailed clean, you know. He's getting he's getting right hands landed on him. He's getting up. The guy gets hit. And all I was looking at is, well, if Dubois, who I'm very impressed with, um, I think his, his attacking prowess is, is fantastic. It mixes body and head during mid-combination. He's got an unbelievable jab that sets up that right hand, that booming right hand. Um, if he lands early and he goes, he's the kind of guy that will go through the gears, won't be tentative, once he lands on you, he'll go through the gears. If he lands early and often like that, and I can't see Joyce getting out of those early rounds. But the thing is with Joe Joyce, he's one of those guys that when you watch, you just think, he doesn't, he's strong and he, yeah, he's heavy handed, but it's too easy to hit. He's got no defence, blah, 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 blah. He looks slow. And you think he's not all, he can't be all that. But when you look at the effect that, of his punches that they have on people that he fights, and when you listen to people that have sparred with him and been in the shared ring with him, good fighters, big, strong fighters, and they tell you about how relentless he is and, you know, he, he wears you down. And, and like I said, the effects of the fighters, He's, as soon as he starts landing three or four body shots on these these heavyweights, you see him sort of like start sapping the energy out of them. And, and he can punch and he's strong and he's relentless. Um, and he's almost like he warms up 
to the task. You know, even when he's getting hit, you know, he, he warms he warms up to it. The other thing is, is I I just can't I can't get my head out of him taking Dubois kind of punches, taking you know. A lot of the guys that he's fought, to be fair, even you know, he, he, even the higher level that he's fought at so far, they they're coming to give it a go and they're not expecting to win. Daniel Dubois is going to be expecting to 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 beat him. Daniel Dubois has got loft ambition himself. You know, he's not he's not a fighter that's just going to come in and 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 just try and pinch a few rounds or try and get through to the distance. You know, he's going to be looking to be explosive and looking to to not. Uh, Joyce out himself, but I'm speaking to people that are, that are around Joe at the moment, and they're all really confident. They're all saying about actually he's improving. He's shown, and the thing is that he's got is uh, Ishmael Salas, who I really rate as a coach. I really rate him as a coach. I, you know, he's one of my favourite coaches in the game. You know, I think he's one of the definitely one of the best coaches that there's been. Um, so for Salas to put his time and energies into him. He's got to see something in it, man. And also, you know, I would imagine he'll be improving him. Um, so that makes me think as well, well, can he get through the, that initial onslaught? Can he get through those first few rounds? Um, I don't know. I'm genuinely, genuinely, this is why I'm so excited about the fight. I don't know which way it's going to go. Me just spouting off shit and just saying, oh, I think it's almost like... Originally, yes, I was very clear-minded. Dubois win, Dubois smashes him. But, you know... I don't know whether, whether it's Sam Jones getting in my ear and just chatting shit so much and telling me how great that uh, Joe's looking. But then other people are telling me the same thing as well. And you think, oh, okay. Well, and, and yes, we don't know what Dubois is like. When, or I don't know. Obviously, other people have seen him. But we don't know what Dubois is like when he's, when he's punched back as such and, and put under pressure. And if Joe gets into his stride, He's relentless. He is it's basically, you know, the, the the two. I look at Dubois and I just think, you're a beast. I look at Joe Joyce, and the first thing that comes to my head is Terminator. You know, it's just one of those guys that just keeps on coming, keeps on coming. Um, so I'm excited. I can't wait. And uh, I'm sitting on fence. I'm sitting on fence. Dubois, really, or Joyce. If he gets out of them first four rounds, that there, right there, Dave. You know, either uh, Dubois early or Joe Joyce later on, or maybe points on Joyce seems to be the general consensus from most people. Do you think it could go any other way, or do you think it is just one of those fights, one of those two outcomes is most probably going to happen? Um, I don't know. I can't, from what I've seen of both men. No, I think I think that's how it's going to be. I I just think that Dubois and his team are probably looking at Joe and thinking, "You get it early. Fucking, I'm going to hit you early, and soon as I start landing my big shots on you, I'm going to go through the levels. I'm going to go through, and I'm going to get rid of you. Surely that you know, he's a good body puncher. So even even if the shots aren't just dropping him or anything like that. They're going to be taking. They're going to be taking a lot out of Joe, you know. But Joe is. This is why I'm excited about the fight because I can. It's almost like I've got two personalities in my head. I'm arguing with each other when I'm trying to trying to pick a winner, you know. General consensus is Dubois. Dubois is fresh. Dubois, Dubois is young. He's 
more, you know, he's well-rounded. Um, and he's, a, he's an outstanding prospect. Um, but all outstanding prospects come up and face somebody the first big test. This is his first big test. You know, this is the first real fight, really. Um, where it's not a case of, oh, how many rounds will it take the bar to get rid of him? This is a real test. It's a real fight. And they say, you know, like I said, the same thing goes with, with Joe, but look at what, I know it's amateur boxing, but look at what Joe did as an amateur. But like I said, Joe Joyce is one of these fighters where I look at and you look at him and you think, He's, he, he doesn't look that great, but then you get in a ring with him and he's so effective and he is good and he does do things better than what people expect him to do. You know, he's one of those sort of fighters. There's been plenty of fighters down the line, down in, in, in time, that to look at, you don't think they do anything exceptional um, in the case, in, in, in a boxing sense, but they're so effective at what they do do and they end up being world champions, they end up being, you know, being great fighters. Um, so I don't know. I, I, it, uh, I'm leaning, I'm leaning towards Dubois now. Before I was very clear it was Dubois, but I, do you know what? If you want me to be honest, I'd love to see Joe Joyce do it. I like, I've, I've not met, uh, sorry, I don't know either of them, but I've met Joe Joyce a couple of times and I like the guy. I've never met Dubois. So I'm so as as a fan, I'm gonna sit down. I'm just gonna enjoy the fight. I just want to see a great tarot. I want to see an all-out brawl. But would I want? I would want Joe Joyce to win because I've met him. I like him. He's he's a friend of Lerone Richards, Sam Jones, obviously who I work with is is Lerone's uh, management. So for their team, I would I hope that they, that he wins. But as a as a fan of, of boxing, I like Dubois, and I think he's a, I think he's a, 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 the future so far of the of, of British heavyweight boxing. I think he's a great great prospect. Um, so really, I don't I don't I'm not bothered who wins, but I just want to see a great fight. And I think we're going to see a great fight. I can't see how this fails to be exciting. It cannot fail to be exciting, you know. Who would the win look more impressive for, Dave? Would it be for Daniel to stop or to, to take Joe's points? However, who's to win in, in Daniel's case, would it be you know, him beating the former Olympian, former amateur star in Joe Joyce? Either. Or in Joe's case, stopping the young, hungry, upcoming line who he's, as you said, seen as a future star of the heavyweight division? It's a great win for either of them because they're at that point in the career where it's the big domestic clash. It's the big test for them both. I don't, I don't buy into this where, oh, whoever wins this is ready for a world title and all that crap or getting anywhere. No, this is a, it's a domestic fight because neither of them fought somebody at a world level that's fresh, that's not shot worn, that's not you know there as a as an opponent just to test a young young gun coming through. So don't buy into that. But it's a massive win for, for whoever it is. It's a great win for whoever it is because Joe beating, you know, the, the hot young prospect that everyone's calling the next heir apparent for, for you know, for to, to bear the flag for, for the UK in, in terms of heavyweight boxing. And um, Dubois proved himself against such a relentless, you know, a relentless, tough, strong fighter who's very dangerous and who's proven himself in the Amish game. And, and not just the Amish game, 
whoever he sparred with. Whoever he sparred with, they always said about Joe, is that he's so fit, he just does not stop, so heavy-handed, and he's so tough. They, you know, they answer a lot. Of, they ask a lot of questions of somebody when, when, when you're going in against somebody like that. So it's a great win for either either of them, and it's a win that then start having the, you know, the um, other world world level contenders and, and things like that. But I'm not. I don't think he's the the ready to be fighting. You know, your your top three and three and four heavyweights. Yeah, I'd say just below that top ten. If you was guiding them, Dave, and for whoever was to be victorious on Saturday, what would you see as kind of the plan? Who, who would be the ideal next step up for them with the European title being on the line as well um, on Saturday night? Um, just still, still some experience. Some, you know, it's it's a little bit, it's a little bit easier for Dubois because he's so young. With Joe, you kind of need to get him into those big fights ASAP. Um, and with Joe's style as well, just lay him off a leash. You know, just you know, just get whatever. But with someone like Dubois, I would still say, um, because he's so young and, and he's such a talent, I would stay, still say developing fights. You know, guys that are gonna, um, uh, he's gonna learn from it. But guys that are turning up to win that still expect to beat Daniel Dubois, I wouldn't want him to go back into this. Let's get a faded name that's just there for the paycheck anymore. A faded name, yeah, but a guy that's still operating at a good level and still, you know, trying to win, still got the ego that he comes to win. And then uh, rather than comes to give it a go, and as soon as he starts feeling a bit of, uh, of power, then goes into that journeyman mode and then just thinks that's it. So, you know, all the contenders, you know, let's, let's have it, you know. Something that I'm sure you'll be relieved to hear as well, Dave, is I saw a tweet go out from Chris McKenna earlier saying that both fighters tested negative for COVID. His past month or so, it seems to be a running theme where a lot of fights we've unfortunately lost to um, positive yeah. tests. It seems to be, it may well be only a matter of time, unfortunately, where we do lose a big fight. Thankfully, it doesn't seem to be this one. Um, relieved, it just seems to be the word. Yeah, because we're excited about a fight. There's nothing worse than when you're excited for a big fight and then you get there, it's fight week, and then it's off. Oh, that's that's a nightmare. But it's, it's boxing. It's what happens with injuries. But now in, in this day and age, with the COVID testing, again, it's happening. And, you know, it, it's, um, it's frustrating, but it's part of it now. And, and we just have to be so careful now when we're preparing for fights when you know when we're, when we're even it's even a risk when you're sparring getting sparring partners in you have to get sparring partners in but you're playing Russian roulette you know because are you gonna are you gonna get off them you know you don't have to be it doesn't seem as though virtually you know the amount of uh, athletes whether it's footballers or or boxers that keep playing these tests they don't know that they've got it when they're failing these tests, you know. Um, so it's it's even more frustrating um, because it's like the silent carriers as such, and then they turn along to fight week and fail the COVID test, and the fight's off. Um, but it's, you can all you can do is is be as careful as you can be, and you know, and fingers crossed, um, we keep keep on at least keeping the main events. I mean, I'm, I'm good for the, you know. It's a nightmare when the main events get knocked off, but 
you talk about the young young kids coming through or the other fighters on the bill, they're not on the massive money because on the undercard, they're not on the massive money, but they put everything into the camps and things like that and cost living expenses, S&C coaches, nutritionists and things like that. Get to fight week, been dieting and everything, training, doing everything, living the life. And they fail a test and they feel great. They feel fantastic. I mean, look at what happened with... Uh, uh, I know it was a main event. It was it was it was Jazza and uh, Ryan Walsh last time out. You know, Jazza fell a million dollars, and then you know the the fail the test, and it's like oh, it's just it's just frustrating, and and it's for for guys that are lower down the bill, it's their big opportunity, their big spot. It's heartbreaking. Moving away from Dubai, Joyce Dave, on Friday night over in the States, we see Danny Jacobs versus Gabe Brazado. Danny, a heavy favourite heading into that, expected to come through um, relatively comfortably. But yeah. with that in mind, given what he's been through in his life and given the past eight or nine months with the COVID situation, is it important that he does it in quite a, a, a spectacular fashion effectively to establish himself as a super middleweight who's there trying to make his name to become a two-weight world champion? Well, regardless of the COVID and, and, and all the delays and everything, he'd have to, if we were fighting Gabe Rosado, he needs, to be, he needs to be putting on a statement as it is. This is a man that's been in with Canelo. This is a man that's you know, been fighting at the top sort of level. I, I love Gabe Rosado as a fighter. I think he's a great fighter. He's a great gatekeeper. But Danny Jacobs isn't supposed to be fighting gatekeepers. So... He has to go in and, and put on a performance against Rosado, uh, a dominant performance. And and really, um, although it's probably unlikely, but it'd be for if you team Jacobs, it'd be nice to get a stoppage because that's a statement. If he just goes through the motions to get a points win, it's like okay. Dave, earlier on in this interview, you mentioned as well the government kind of easing fans back into sporting arenas. Still yeah. waiting to see what tiers every city is going to be put into, but how much of a relief is it just to kind of see there is some form of progress with getting fans back at live events? Oh, massively. Sport needs fans. Yeah, listen, I've watched nearly every football game that's been on Sky and, and BT. And without the crowds, it's just it's taken a lot away from the game, you know. Boxing, I've been at three fight camps, two of the Wembley, um, uh, the Wembley shows, um, and the production, everything is fantastic. It's been it's been brilliant, but again, there's no atmosphere. There's no there's no fans, so there's no fans to interact with. There's not the buzz of the crowd and stuff in between fights or in between rounds, you know. Um, and then when when the fighters win, I feel sorry for them. It's it's the most awkward thing in the world because it's almost like a party for one, you know. It's like they're, they're wanting to buzz, but they can't really go because there's no interaction as such. And because it's so quiet and so silent, it's like every word that you're, you're saying you is picked up or... It's awkward. It's, it's it's fantastic that they carry on boxing and boxing's going on and they can carry on moving the careers, but it does take away. We need fans, you know? And also, importantly, it's the first step with getting a few fans in and then hopefully we get more fans in and then smaller boxing can start again because right now, smaller boxing's dead. 
And what that means, unfortunately, is that the fighters that are small hole boxers, um, their careers are just fucked. They're just standing still completely, you know? They, and, and a lot of these kids, are, uh, they rely on the boxing as a wage and as, as a living, and they've, they've got none. So they're screwed. And, and a lot of these guys have got families to feed, and they're, they're panicking, and, you know, are they going to have to go away and, and, and get a job and try and get a job in this in these times, you know, when everyone's laying off people, it's very hard to get a job. So it, it's had masses and masses of wide reaching consequences not having fans in, in sporting events. And so the ball started rolling, we can start having some, yes, it's not gonna be ideal because it's only small numbers, but at least it's starting moving in the right, the, you know, in the right direction and we're, we're moving now. So please can we build on it, build on it and then you know, fingers crossed, we get back to it. Because when you turn on, you know, or when you watch a fight or on YouTube or you turn on a, a show that's been showed from a year ago, two years ago, and you hear that, that buzz and that atmosphere of the crowd, oh, I miss that, man. I miss it. We all do, Dave. Um, we all do. Hopefully, as you say, is the start of the, the journey back to those better times. Mm-hmm. Um, just want to touch on the past weekend as well. We saw a brilliant performance from Conor Ben against Sebastian mm-hmm. Formella. How impressive was he in your eyes, Dave? Very, very. You know, right from the he looks so fast, so fast. His head movement, his, you know, his body movement, he's, he's improving so much as a boxer. Can't stress how much he's improving. You know, it's not, it's not, he's not the finished article. He's 24 years old, so he's still a baby, but he's learning on the job because he didn't have this, you know, big amateur experience. You know, he's learning on the job. And I think Tony Sims has done a fantastic job with him, you know, in developing him. And it's really good to watch. It's really good to see. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of his because I am, um, you know, I, last weekend, it was 30 years that I've been in boxing. And I started boxing two days after the first Ben Eubank fight. And then, like, 30 years later, literally today, I'm stood behind Andy Scott doing a bit of work for Sky at the weigh-ins, and he's interviewing Conor Ben. And now all I'm, and I'm looking at Conor, I'm seeing his mannerisms, his, his face, how he's, what he's saying, how he's saying it. And I just see his dad. And it's really, it's, because I was such a big fan of Nigel Ben, it's kind of like, it transfers to Connor because it's the same sort of thing, do you know what I mean? And, and he's exciting, he, you know, he's, he's a kid. Yes, he'll make mistakes and, you know, like his dad did, he'll make mistakes and he'll get clipped with shots and, you know, I'm not saying he's going to win every fight, but I'll tell you what, he's exciting. And he puts it all online and he tries his, he tries his absolute hardest. And I like that, uh, you know, and, and I said, you know, I said before the fight, I just want to see him keep winning because I'm, I, I think for boxing as well, boxing needs, um, I'm not saying he is now, I'm not, he's not yet, but what I'm saying is boxing needs superstars. And this kid's got the potential to be a superstar in this country, you know, transcending the sport, people knowing who he is, you know. He has a lot of pressure and a lot of, uh, there's a lot of haters and haters and detractors because of who his, dad, uh, who his dad is. That's not his fault. You don't choose, you know what I mean? You don't choose who, who, who your dad is. And what I like about him, and what I, what I liked about that interview after the fight, he doesn't hide from the fact that he's a rich kid. He doesn't hide from the fact that, you know, he's, he's privileged. He drives his Range Rover or whatever car he fancies that way. He doesn't hide from that. But also, he doesn't, 
hide from hard work because of that. He doesn't use that as an escape. He works really, really hard. And what you find sometimes is people that that have that pressure on them because the dad's so successful, they use that as the energy and the fuel. Look at Eddie with, with Barry. You know, again, it's our jobs as 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 parents to create opportunities for us kids. So us kids don't have to work as hard as us to get that opportunity. But when they get that opportunity, they have to be good enough. I, I said to my kids, you know, I will do my very best to open doors for you, but you've got to be good enough to walk through them. And if you're not, you'll not make it and you'll not, you'll not succeed at it. So they have to work hard anyway. And Connor Ben, he works so hard, you know, and, and now he's not the, the, the most naturally gifted talent of fighter, but neither was his dad. But his dad worked his bollocks off and look at what his dad did. You know, and I'm not I'm not saying he's going to be as successful as that, but all I'm saying is I'm a fan of his because he gives it absolutely everything. He's quite open and honest about his what what he does, and you know it's fun to watch and he's exciting. And I'm not being funny. If if you don't if you don't like characters like that, if you don't if you don't have a spark and interest in characters like that, you know. It, I don't, I don't know what you want because it's like growing up it was the Ben the Eubank which that yeah, you want a boxer do you want a fighter do you like Eubank's personality do you like Ben's personality With the, whether you not you like them or you don't the sparking an interest so the sparking an interest in the sport the getting people talking about the sport so it's good all characters are good you know we need big characters in boxing and he's the next big character and so I, I hope he keeps on winning Ben Kelly, 2021, Dave, do you think it's the right time for them to meet yet or a bit more time for them to kind of get to that point? What are your thoughts? Oh. I like Josh Kelly. I think he's, I think on a boxing level, ability level, I think the kid's class, you know. I always, I always have done, I watched him through um, and I see what he's, you know, what, what Adam's doing with him and, He's a very, very good fighter. And I, yeah, if you want me to be honest, I think Connor's wanted it for, for a long time. He's wanted it. But right from when he mentioned it, it's like when... I just think that his style's all wrong for him. And, but it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that Ben... Not on the same level, but it's kind of like that Ben Eubank sort of rivalry where... You've got a boxer against a fighter. The man who wants to come and tear you up and knock you out, and the man on the other side who's going to want to take you to school and teach you a lesson. It's like that. I'm not saying it's the same level. People jumping on it, oh, comparing it. No, I'm not comparing it to that in that respect. I'm just saying it's kind of like that. And it's like everybody needs a big rival. And maybe this is, you know, this is them two that, 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 that in this era, they have that rivalry. Um, that catapults them and, and you know, and obviously earns them a lot of money, but the the profile and, and gets people talking in the sport and talking out of the sport, reaches them out of the sport, you know, this might be their fight, but um, it's a very, it, it's a very, very, listen, Kelly's got to get past Avanesian. I don't even know why you've asked me that question. This is, a, for that, for that fighter, for Josh Kelly, that's a tough, tough fight, you know, it's like, forget about talking about Conor Ben. 
he's got Avanesian, and that will that will tell us a lot about Josh Kelly. I think we got to remember Josh seems to get a, a a hard ride because of his flash, because you know he's got an air of an air of arrogance. I'm not saying he's arrogant; he's got an air of arrogance. But you, with that sort of style, you tend to get that. You know, you tend to have that with with fighters with that sort of flash boxing ability, a high high level of of, of ring intelligence, and you have that swagger. It's not that's not a bad thing, you know, because he he's got the talent, and you know he. Look at the level he's boxed at already. How many fights he's had? You know, he, he, he got he got a draw. But who did he get a draw against for the amount of fights he had? The kid's talented and he's been moved fast. So he, you know, I I I think he gets a bit of a raw deal because of because of his swag and you know things like that. But again, it's another personality. So he's got a bit quiet lately, you know, over the last year or so. Um, but he's another personality in the game that can just really, really transcend. Um, but this fight we have an Asian, that's a real fight. That's the fight that, that people need to be talking about, not, not Conor Ben, because he has to get past David Avanesian, who's proven at world level, who's proven what kind of man he is, what kind of fighter he is. You know, he's he's a man that'll be wanting to take Josh Kelly into the, into deep waters. And I'm excited for that fight. That's a great fight. If he gets through that. There we go. Then we can talk about about um, uh, a Conor Ben fight and whether it's too early or not and things like that. But but yeah, um, I'm looking forward to that. Dave, just moving on to one of my final two topics to touch on during the, during last week when you was in the bubble, we had the announcement of Lerone Richards teaming up with Matt Troom. Talk to me yeah. about kind of the plan that Eddie and Matt Troom have put in place for Lerone now and moving forwards. Um. Just we're we're looking to get out before Christmas. Um, just get waiting for that to to be sorted and everything. Um, and then get him active. I, I I'm his coach. I want him active. Um, you know we're looking at going down the European and then into the fringe world level sort of routes and developing him that way. He's you know he's he's late twenties now, so he's got to get a move on. Um. You know, and, and while his, while the talent's there and the freshness is there, the sharpness is there, he's got to take advantage and, and go up through the through the gears. It's phenomenal talent. It's great, great talent. And he's uh, just about experience, developing, learning, and um, and, and developing that in in the ring. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to be working with him. I'm excited that he's he's now, you know, he, he's. He's got a um, he's got a platform there that that can that can boost his profile and and get people talking about him. And final thing I want to touch on, Dave, is uh, I imagine you, like all of us, will watch it, whether it be happily or just to. No. If you're going to ask me about, if you're asking me about Tyson and Roy Jones, no, I won't watch it. I won't because for the simple, I can I can say that truthfully because after after. To, was it Danny Williams? I think I think Danny after he got beat by Danny Williams, I stopped watching Mike Tyson. I never saw his, his I never and I used to watch all his fights. I used to get up in the morning and watch all his fights. After Roy Jones got beat by Glenn Johnson, I stopped watching him. They're two of my heroes. I, I don't want to see them when they passed the past sell by date and when the you know Tyson, you know, just he was an old man 
when he was getting beat after you know Danny Williams and 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 beyond. Kevin McBride beat him. You know, I, I've got no interest in watching him watching him fight again. I want to remember Mike Tyson when he was fucking brutal and when he was exciting and ferocious. I, I want to remember Mike Tyson as that. Roy Jones, he was the greatest fighter ever. Oh, man, he was unbelievable at his best. Unbelievable. To watch these guys towards the end of their careers was sad. You know, I'd re- you, you, you see or you see a clip, I'd see, you know, and it's like, oh, you know, I, and, and I... I'm gutted to see that. So do I want to watch him now? Now they look like old men. No, I'm not watching it. No. And it's nothing to do, if it was if it was free, I wouldn't watch it because I'm such a big fan of what they were and it's nothing compared to what they are now. I don't want to see that. You know, I think it's sad. And fair play to them. That's what they want to do. Fair play. But it's great when you see them on pads and they look great. Fucking hell. Anybody can look great on pads if you train. Drill, 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 drill. Great. Pads don't hit back. Pads aren't required to, to, to do what a fighter wants you to do. So I'm not, I'm not bothered. Um, and then I seen all the, the, the rules for it and stuff like that. The, well, I've just got a what, list what, here of the what is it? rules. So the reported rules are eight two-minute rounds, 12-ounce gloves, no head guards, no knockouts, Fight stopped if there's a cut, no official judges or winner, and the WBC have exploiters judging the scores are unofficial. That's the reported rules that I've just got. Up. But that that just tells you it's it, it's confusion and bullshit, really. You know, it's no no winner or, or or anything like that, but they've got judges doing an official scorecard. Do you know what I mean? It's it's and I, I think I don't, I, I'm not a fan of it. Listen, free to do what you want. If you want to watch it, watch it. Not a problem. But you asking me, am I interested? Am I going to watch it? No. That's fair enough, Dave. Um, we will leave that there and I'll leave you to enjoy the rest of your day. Um, I hope Shit, you enjoyed man. the Manchester United controversial win the past weekend against West Brom, my beloved team. What, 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 what? Oh, I thought you were going to talk to me about not so controversial win last night. That's all. Okay. No. Oh, you want to go there? Yeah, three points to three points, mate. You you got... We're, we're shit right now. We're hot and cold. We can either be shit or not bad. And, yeah, uh, Old Trafford in the league, shit. But scored four goals last night. We're on a roll. <laughs> who knows Dave it might be the start of something special then but um, yes you never know you never know <laughs> it's been a pleasure to catch up with you um, thank you for your time as always Dave and I'll catch up with you again soon cheers, thanks mate. for speaking to Boxing Social cheers mate cheers, man. cheers, cheers Dave thank you